Welcome to the CEO Story, brought to you by KC Johan, founder of Together CFO, where every week we're interviewing the top CEOs in various industries, sharing their journey and extracting the top things that made them successful. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the CEO Story and we have a fantastic guest today, Sir Stephen Saxton, CEO of Green Gorilla, founder of Hollywood Studios and amazing guy overall. Stephen, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to be with us today. How are you doing? Good, thanks for having me. Stephen, you've had so much success over the years from modeling agencies to Hollywood Studios and now with Green Gorilla. can you just tell us a little bit about you and your background just at a high level so people can get to know a little bit about you? Okay. I mean, well, my initial background is my, my very first job, I was a motorcycle mechanic. So I raced dirt bikes as a kid. And so it's been quite a journey for me to become a business person, to get into movies, and to make the transition of where I've gone in life. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a long journey. It starts with, I guess, just you know, each step you take and each thing you do is kind of a new chapter. Uh, so initially, I was a stockbroker and a commodities broker and been involved in many different transactional financial deals and then got into Hollywood uh, by financing some movies. And some of the first movies were Roger Rabbit, Good Morning Vietnam, Honey, I Shrank the Kids, and Three Men and a Baby, which was somewhat lucky by me that I just happened to be part of the uh, silver screen partners for Disney. They did five partnerships, and we happened to be involved in number three, and that one had virtually all successful movies, you know, and big directors like Steven Spielberg at the beginning of their careers or earlier part of their careers. So it's been a great journey. So then let's, that's a great starting point and that's some fantastic start at the beginning of a journey as well. Um, What made you kind of go into that route from being a stockbroker to then into the entertainment industry? I kind of see it as two very different worlds. Um, literally the, the chairman of the brokerage house I was working for wanted to be involved in Hollywood. And quite frankly, I wasn't interested. I, I knew their accountants would, you know, take advantage of us. And, um, he kind of forced me into doing this first transaction. And once we had did it, um, it kind of opened up a lot of doors because of the success of the project. And then, you know, over time, um, a lot of people are into sports and different things. I'm not a super big sports fan. I, I, I do appreciate you know, football and soccer and basketball and everything, but I, I'm a very big movie fan and TV fan. So, you know, a big night for me is Friday night with a great movie uh, and uh, or a great TV series that we're, you know, watching. So I'm ex- that's, that's an exciting evening for me. So a little bit of popcorn and watching a great movie. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you know. And, and also, and also mu- we, I was in the music business before too. Uh, so that, you know, music is an amazing business. It's very complex, um, but it basically transcends all borders. And I've been around the world a couple of times and you can go to a foreign country. I, I remember when I was younger, I went to uh, South Korea and all these girls were singing at the karaoke bars, all these songs in English. You know, and I went up to say hello to them and they didn't know one word of English. They just sang five songs in English. So they, they knew all the songs, but had, couldn't speak a word of English, English, which is kind of interesting of how the songs transcend, you know, the, the entire globe. That, that's a good transition point in terms of making an impact in a different way. So through music, how did you th- start your first uh, music company? You were with what Bob City Records, if I remember correctly. 
Well, I, I, yeah, I had a, a couple of rap artists that I'd done. Uh, one of them was the 69 Boys. They had a big song called Tootsie Roll, Let It Roll uh, back in the day. And then I had some partners, uh, Al Schmidt, Elliot Shiner, and Ed Shearney. And they're three of the best engineers probably on the planet ever. I think Al's won like, I don't, don't, don't quote me on this, but he may have won like 50 Grammys now. Oh, wow. He's, he's been, he's been nominated, nominated, or maybe it's 20 Grammys he's won. I forget. He's had, between them, they had 500 gold and platinum records and they produced everybody. So they were very prolific uh, engineers and producers. And we did some very interesting, we did Horse Silver record, who's a very legendary jazz artist. Um, we did Les Brown in the band Renown. Uh, actually did a soundtrack to Robert Downey Jr., as I mentioned to you earlier, uh, for a movie called The Singing Detective, which was a Mel Gibson movie and a, re a remake of a movie. Uh, so, you know, just having fant fantastic partners. Yeah, and I hope they've got a very big wall for all those uh, gold plaques. Um, how did you get into that? So kind of the message that we're trying to help people understand is to take additional steps or mm. different steps. So again, from stockbroking mm. to uh, finance and movies and now into the music industry, um, what were the first steps in kind of starting a music record business? Well, I had a partner who he was with Sly and the Family Stones back in the day in, the, in that band. And he was involved in another business with me. Uh, he bought this record project to me and I basically financed it. Uh, financing a music project, it's not as much capital as, say, a movie. Um, some of the last movies I did, we did Lone Survivor and Two Guns. Uh, Two Guns was a $70 million independent movie. Lone Survivor was $46 million. Uh, you know, a record transaction, you know, for a couple hundred thousand or, or less than a million dollars, you can try to launch a record deal. At least you could back in the day. Got it. So it's a so, lot less capital outlay. So it seemed a little easier then from that standpoint than a movie. Uh, well, for the capital outlay, um, but the risk profile is extremely high. So, you know, the music business is very complicated business to, to be successful. And uh, before I moved to Malibu just recently, my neighbor at my old house was Steve Barnett. And Steve's the chairman of Capital Music Group. So, I mean, while I had a little bit of success, Steve is one of the most successful people in the music industry ever. And, uh, you know, I got to have a couple of lunches with him and uh, he had four boys and I had a little girl. He was kind of taken by my daughter, I think. And uh, Steve really enlightened me of what he's done with Capital Music Group and, you know, his ability to really, you know, make a music company work on a, grand, on a large scale. Fantastic. So always good to have that good direction, especially if it's a friend and a neighbor. Uh, yes, I mean, uh, contacts are, you know, the key. I think with any, you know, you know good business, you know, well, a lot of people have good businesses, but to build a great business, you have to have great people around you. And being able to uh, to work with, you know, the best people um, is, is challenging to get them on board, but it's the key to making anything work. So, I mean, you, you can't make an amazing album unless you have great producers and engineers. You know, you can't make a fantastic movie unless you have amazing writers and uh, I had a lit company called Artists International we manage writers mostly writers and some directors but all, all movies start with the screenplay so if you have a great screenplay you could make a great movie if you have a bad screenplay even if you had you know, Daniel Day-Lewis and Robert Downey Jr. and Meryl Streep in it you're still not going to make a good movie so you know starting with you know totally great 
Well, the foundation is what it takes to, you know, to build off of. Uh, so the, 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 you know, starting with the material. Material, uh, you talked about it there in terms of having the right people around you. That's not only the people on the project or in that business, but also the mentors that are guiding you to make, to, well, to not make the same mistakes as they made to help fast track your success as well. Uh, correct. So mm -hmm. after you, well, after that, you then started a modeling agency, Models International. Was that just a natural evolution from the music industry or how did you then get into the modeling world? It was a small acquisition. Um, um, we were managing talent. So we had a, manage a management company for writers and directors. And so we were an agency for models. Uh, and you know, a lot of the models were trying to become actresses. Uh, so we were trying to build kind of a, uh, uh, a vertically integrated studio was the business model. Make, make we, 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 we're also involved in foreign distribution. Uh, one of my partners is Mark Damon, uh, kind of one of my mentors. Uh, Mark, I think, has produced a hundred and I think six movies now. And he was a movie star. He starred in 50 movies. And Mark was the first one to do a pre-sale uh, with some of He was an Italian spaghetti western star. And he pre-sold a movie to an Italian bank, I think it was. He basically started the Cannes Film Festival and the pre-sale business. So he's the founder of that industry. He's a visionary. Mark's around, he's around, I think, 85 years old today or something, maybe 86. He's, uh, you know, and he's been in the entertainment industry since he was 18. Got so it. he's had quite, quite a long career. Yeah, no, that's amazing to, to have the vision. Someone, to someone you should get on your podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> definitely have him on, on one of the future episodes. At the yeah. same time, you were also, like you said, you were representing artists and you started another business, Artist International, which represents over what 250 writers directors and actors um was that again a natural vertical to get into so that you're already in the music business the movie movie business you're around all of these key people yeah. you could then help funnel into your deals we, we were trying to basically produce content and uh, we were setting up foreign distribution to do pre-sales to make the movies and by having a lit management company it gave us early access to projects so that we could develop them and try to get the movies made. Uh, so, um, I mean, like I said, everything starts with the material. So everyone thinks, you know, even making movies, it's very slow on the set, but people have no idea of developing a script. You know, I mean, maybe Quentin Tarantino writes one in a couple of days every once in a while, but most of these writers, there's rewrites and time. These projects are developed for years, sometimes decades before they actually, uh, you get to see the two-hour movie on the screen. So it's quite a process. Got it. No, I, I can only imagine, you know, that's a very creative thing to do. And I'm not blessed in that area. So I'm, I'm in awe of a lot of those people. Um, at the same time, you're also then a year later started Hollywood Studios. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about that as well? Because by this point, you then have three or four businesses on your plate. And I'm guessing a lot of your time mm -hmm. is going to be... Uh, sapped up by these businesses oh yeah we're trying to build you know kind of a you know a, a new studio in hollywood and you know we i guess yeah, I, I was building that company and then i segued into the green gorilla uh company and it went from being my side business to being now the business that i'm mostly focused on and i think what happened is i had some falling out with my partners uh, we had some litigation with the saudi princes that i was dealing with 
my lawyer was Michael Abinetti, so it was a very high profile situation. Uh, we went through some transition, and I was uh, um, in my late 40s, and uh, my, at the time my girlfriend was pregnant, who's now my wife, so we've been together, and now she's my business partner. And when you start to turn 50, you start thinking about, you know, life's potentially halfway over. What, what am I doing in life? Where am I going? And I learned about CBD and how it basically some people had gone to, uh, to Europe and gotten treated and were t- terminally ill. They came back and they were okay. Uh, a couple of them have died, but one of them you know, came back and was cancer-free who was terminally ill. And I learned that you could get this from hemp also. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And I've been watching the marijuana business, but wasn't really brave enough to get into an illegal business. And then I started looking into hemp and I decided to launch a brand. So the, the Green Gorilla brand was actually developed while I was with, in Hollywood Studios. Originally, we were thinking of calling it Green Monkey, but it was trademark. Somebody said Green Gorilla one day, and I was like, oh, wow, it's a really strong monkey. It's, this is a, you know, a great brand. And we developed the brand before we actually knew what the products were going to be. So we actually had a brand being developed to be in the cannabis space before we had any products. So it was basically a brand play in the, in the industry. And it developed awesome. into what it is today. Yeah, and, and kind of a little bit about Green Gorilla. I really like the way that it's organic. It's very close to us. You know, a lot of the acreage that you have is California, Colorado, Nevada, and oh. Oregon, oh. and Arizona. Well, actually, I, yeah, actually, I, we have a 1,500-acre um, farm in Arizona. And then we have some partners that have farms in Oregon and California and Colorado and even ones in Nevada. Uh, but um, our farm is, is quite large, and over time, as we develop it, it's still at the early stages. Um, it'll you know, basically meet all of our needs, and then we potentially will expand to other locations beyond that. So, so what really made you kind of flick a switch and say, "Okay, I'm going, I'm moving away from kind of this, the industry in LA and starting a CBD slash hemp company." Uh, what was the big driver there? Because you had a lot of success over the years pivoting from mm. movies to music, <laughs> to studios, and yeah. kind of yeah. being a pivotal yeah. factor of, of yeah. a visionary in that space to then something that's very different to that. Well, even, even my, my banker, I told him I needed some capital to start this new business. And he, I told him, I said, sell a couple of stocks. I'm going to put some capital in to start this, you know, and he's like, are you on drugs? Are you okay? Are you and your wife getting divorced? He goes, I can be there tomorrow and come see you. He's like, don't do this. It's a really bad idea. <laughs> and so, you know, he, had, he didn't even know what CBD or hemp was back then. And it, it just had a lot to do with it's a wellness product. It's helping people. And, you know, Hollywood's always going to be there. It's not something I can't go back to. Uh, this was just my little side project. And when you get to be, you know, I was almost 50 years old, had a young daughter, or just my, my daughter was virtually just born. And you start thinking, you know, unless you live to be over 100, your life is half over. And I just made a transition from being in Hollywood a long time to my wife. Um, she's a vegan. Uh, she's very healthy. She's in, kind of focused on nutrition. Uh, so I started doing lots of yoga, you know, stopped going to parties, started going to sleep a lot earlier, getting up a lot earlier and just kind of made a lifestyle transition as I became a father and had a lot to do with, you know, just self-interest is, you know, I want to live longer. I want to be around to, you know, spend my life with my daughter and, 
you know, learn that CBD and hemp has all these amazing things. Even in Chernobyl, uh, after the nuclear situation, they planted hemp to suck all the toxins out of the air. So hemp can help fix the planet. It's, a, it's an amazing plant that has 10,000 purposes. We're just getting started. I mean, CBD is the beginning, but there's proteins, there's bricks, there's all kinds of purposes for it. And also I'm kind of you know, nervous about you know, what kind of planet my daughter is going to have to grow up on. You know, one of the movies we're developing has to do with the planet ending. And, and, and you know, there's no planet left. People have to go into space, not because they're, they're, you know, they're looking for a new, a new place to exist. Yeah, I think you know, a lot of that is fantastic. Yeah means you know a lot about the family nutrition and i know Catherine's big on nutrition as well um longevity dr sinclair's a a, a huge guy that i read up on uh, with his harvard studies on human life and longevity and things so i think i definitely agree with what you're saying and and it's glad that you kind of re reframed your whole life and put it into perspective once you hit that 50 and kind of started your family because now it's something bigger than bigger than you, bigger than your wife, and it's the next generation and the planet also. So that really uh, that really hits a chord with me as well. Um, so thank you for sharing that, Stephen. As we look to wrap up, uh, I like to end with one question, and it's if you had to split your success between three factors: one being drive slash determination, the second being skill, and the third being how lucky you were. How would you apportion your success amongst those three? Um, I'd say, um, I guess it's difficult, but my drive, I've always been, you know, striving very hard. So enormous amount of tenacity and drive to get things done. I'm sorry, the second one was? Skill. Skill, you know. Um, my skills are, I have some skills. So I'm good at communicating with people and getting the right people on board and assembling the right team. So I guess I do have some gifts there. And obviously you have to think there, you have to have some luck because, you know, I grew up, I was supposed to be a coal miner was, was what I was destined for where I grew up at. Part of the reason I left home when I was 17 years old, I was claustrophobic. And I went into a coal mine and I was like, there's no way in the world I'm going to be a coal miner. I can't go down in the, into the coal mine. So, you know, maybe it's lucky that I, I was claustrophobic and I ventured out. It wasn't, I was a great entrepreneur and left home at an early age, I simply didn't want to be a coal miner. If I would have been working on a skyscraper, I probably would have been a guy on a skyscraper, you know, with a welding torch. Um, but because of the, the, the claustrophobic and just the fear was a big motivator back then. And it started my journey by first moving to Houston and New York and Los Angeles. I've lived in the Middle East for a little bit or spent a lot of time there. So, you know, I ended up traveling the world, so it changed my life. Fantastic. That's a good piece of information that I didn't know about you. I hadn't read that anywhere that you were claustrophobic <laughs> and that kind of kickstarted you to move. So that, that's fantastic. Stephen, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to share with us. It's been fantastic to learn from you. Uh, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you or Green Gorilla or just connect with you? Okay, our, our website is ilovegreengorilla.com. And if you go to our site, you can call us or, you know, find our emails and get a hold of us. You know, we have great customer service. I have a great team of people, you know, so we're, you know, building a, hopefully a very vertically integrated and hopefully a global brand. We're in the process of launching Europe and internationally and, 
you know, hopefully this will be a brand that people someday think is a great company. Great. And we'll put the link below so people can get to that website very quickly. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Be, be safe out there.